Hey, everyone. Before we start the show today, I have an important favor to ask you. Over and over again, we've had people tell us just how much they love our unique show format, coaching everyday freelancers to help them scale. But here's the tough truth. We can't do a show like this on our own. Sure, we could just do a few interviews with the same authors and experts you hear on all your other favorite podcasts, but we love talking with real freelancers in the trenches. So here's the favor. If you've been lurking in the shadows, if you've been listening for a while, but you've never come on the show, we need you. Visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page where you can sign up to come chat with me and Clay on your own episode. Your business doesn't have to be perfect, your website doesn't have to be live, and you don't have to know anything about podcasting. We want to help you make progress in your business. That's it. So visit freelance2founder.com or click the link in our episode description and we'll chat soon. Okay, now onto the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, when's the right time to spend money on paid advertising? If you're not sure when or how to approach paid growth as a freelancer, you're not alone. Our guest today, Jason, is a pastor who sells a course focused on addiction counseling and recovery. Jason has had early success with his course, but he knows he can't rely on his personal mailing list or friends and family for much longer. He needs new customers. So this jam-packed episode gives Jason lots of ideas for getting new customers and building awareness. Some paid, some free, and all worth trying. Stay tuned. We'll get started right after this quick message from our sponsors. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. 
Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I'm Preston Lee with Milo.co. And joining me on this episode, as always, is Clay Mosley from GetDripified.com. Hey, Clay, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, man, you're still in the thick of uh, new baby time, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I am. I actually got three full hours uh, consecutively of sleep last night. <laughs> That's when you know you're a new parent, when you like brag about consecutive oh, sleep hours. It was I amazing. Got, I got two and a half hours of sleep and it was the best <laughs> night of my life. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have definitely been there. I've been there three times. So, um, I know where you're at, man. And uh, good luck. You're doing great. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> so worth it though, right? Like it's just, it's, it's a magical, so fun, worth it. so fun worth thing. It. So good, man. Uh, and joining us also today is our new friend, Jason, calling from Phoenix. Did I get that right? Was it Phoenix? Correct. Yep. Yeah. And welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Why don't you kick us off here by telling us and the listeners a little bit about your business? Sure. So um, we're a Christian ministry, and we help churches better serve people with addictions. And we do two main things. Uh, The first thing is we run uh, support groups, and we help other churches do that as well. Uh, But what we're here to talk about today is a class that we teach pastors and other leaders in churches. And in that course, people learn how to have a conversation with somebody who may have a problem with an addiction and how to have that conversation in a way that moves them toward making a change. Cool. Very cool. So making a a positive difference in in a lot of people's lives through this course. Um, So tell us, tell us about the... uh, the course then we don't we actually don't have a lot of guests who like are using the course business model so i think this will be really interesting um but tell us a, about the course like um are are you in it as the instructor uh you know what what does the course look like in terms of like from a business point of view like is the idea to generate some uh now i know this i know this is sort of different than we usually deal with because obviously you're working in a ministry, uh, in a church setting. And so like, it's not always just about profit. It's about also help, which is super admirable. But you know, it's never all about the money necessarily for us either uh, on the show. And so I guess what I'm saying is like, run us through in terms of what, what the purpose of the course is in relation to uh, you know, profits and, and the business side of things. Sure. So um, I like kind of being in this space between ministry and the free market. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as someone who's doing a ministry, you're taking the role of a servant. And if people aren't willing to pay for what you're doing, that's a that's a clear sign that they're not finding it valuable. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is validation of the fact that this course really is helping people. We want to we want to charge for it to make sure that we're in um, an environment that's going to teach us how to teach people better. Whereas if it's completely funded by a donor or something like that, I think there's you have less uh, ability to really read your audience as well. So, so we do want this course to pay for itself. 
Um, but it but it pays off uh, in a spiritual sense with dividends because the people who take the course are then people in their communities who are safe people to talk to about substances. And we just increase the amount of impact that we have and the number of lives that we can help get out of addiction and into sobriety. Sure. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So how much do you sell, how much do you sell the course for and what's inside? Sure. Just a, just a quick overview, obviously. We don't want to get too in, into the weeds here, but. Yeah. So uh, like I said, I got our grant originally to fund creating the course. So mm-hmm. the first group went through, it was $39 and I've slowly increased it to $139. It's Love a seven that. week course and um, it's it's live instruction as well as I have information on Teachable that people read through and there's videos and so on to prepare for the course. And then when we're live together, it's mostly practicing of these skills that help move people away from kind of problem talk and addiction talk to move towards solution talk and sober talk. Mm. There's, a, there's a quick question, uh, a couple of questions. Uh, mm. Is I'm assuming this course is on, it's mostly online, correct? Correct. Yep. And and the the. the when you go live, this is just during the seven day. Is it say seven day or seven week? Seven week. So once, seven yeah, week. once a week yeah. we get together and, and practice the skills live. Okay. Okay. That but, makes sense. But in person or, or like over Zoom or something? It's over Zoom. And then okay. I, I can use Zoom to put people into chat rooms. Right. And, the, and, they'll, and then I can bounce between the rooms and give people pointers on what they're doing. We do real plays instead of role plays. Uh, and I give people pointers as they're doing the skills. Cool. And is this, are most of your customers then locally where you're at or are they kind of all over the place? All over. We've had people from Chile, um, the Midwest. um, Yeah, really all over. All over. Cool. Mm -hmm. And how how many people have taken the course already? You said the initial cohort was like 30 something, I think you said? Uh, Initial cohort, I think was uh, 10 and and then I had some other, some other beyond that. So, but all, all totaled, it's been 60 people. Okay, okay. 60 people have taken the course. And how many people have taken it once you raised the price? Like, did you see an increase in conversions, a decrease in conversion in terms of conversion rate? Uh, do you track that, those kind of numbers? Yeah, I, it was pretty similar, although I did also have the sense that I was kind of reaching the end of my friend, family, and email list towards the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but people didn't bat really an eye at, at 139, and I still okay. got a, I still got ahead of course that had like eight people in it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's a good sign. If they're not batting an eye, you could even probably do a price increase <clears throat> again at some point, right? Uh, as you start to determine the value. I mean, a seven week course and with a live element like that. I mean, that's that's high value stuff. You know, yeah. It's it's uh, you're you're ensuring people are actually going through the content uh, as opposed to just like selling it and disappearing. Um, mm. I mean that's that's really high value stuff. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that's certainly how I feel about it. <laughs> okay, so I guess let's let's segue then into maybe some of the hurdles that you're facing. You know, uh, listeners of the show know that when our guests come on, they fill out a questionnaire. Uh, Jason, you filled out our questionnaire as well, and part of the questionnaire says, on a scale of one to ten, one being a freelancer, ten being a founder, where do you currently rate yourself? And um, you said. Uh, Jason, that you were you currently rated yourself as a three, um, maybe closer to a freelancer, but that but that you'd like to be more like a six. Um, 
maybe a little bit closer to a founder. Why don't you walk us through maybe what that looks like for you? What what does a six look like in your situation, which might be a little more unique, uh, you know, being in a ministry as opposed to a, a for-profit business? What what uh what does a six look like for you? Like in the next twelve months, where would you like to be with this course? Yeah, so I'd like to have kind of a funnel in place that's functional uh, and that I can kind of set and forget. And then I would like to begin to transition the the teaching of the course to other professionals that have a background in this style of conversation. It's called motivational interviewing. And there's uh, plenty of people that have that have training in it and could take my materials and teach the course as well. Uh, so at this point, I have one person who helps me with uh, like a follow-up class that we do afterwards, and she helps run that. Mm. But I don't have anyone that I, that could step in and run the course for me. So I'd eventually like to get to that point where it's mm. something that I, I'm still coaching that person and and looking at expanding and, and different applications of this course, but that someone else is doing the day-to-day teaching of it. Got it. So does this course then become... Uh... Does it ever become like your your full time focus, or or is it still just always a part of your your bigger ministry? Yeah, I think it's always going to be part. I think yeah, um, it's pro- there's probably two pistons in the engine, and they're about equal. One is the groups that we do the the mm-hmm. recovery groups, and then the other would be this side. Would be is the sort of expanding. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I want to make sure you guys can hear me. Um, so I on on the the first piston, I guess you could say, um, is that local? local? With uh, with with the recovery class or yes. um, groups that we do, mm-hmm. it's local, and there's also uh, churches in in other states that run uh, the same groups that we do. Okay, cool. So do do you have a pretty good pipeline coming through that side? Yeah, that's going really well. Like I'm, I'm full and getting um, other like recovery group homes that are interested in having us run uh, recovery groups, and then um, and we and we've got enough interest from people of other states that I feel like we're growing a little bit with that. So that one feels okay. It's the course where I feel like how. That's where I'm a, a little bit um, concerned about how do we get enough people to know about this? Mm. How do we mm-hmm. how do we reach out to the right people with our advertising? Okay, I think that's some pretty good background. Um, I you know Preston, you had mentioned you mentioned earlier on the show that this is a little bit different than our typical uh, episode, but I, I would actually argue that this is pretty similar. Um, I think I agree. Uh, now that we now that we've dug in a little bit more, yeah. And in yeah, fact, I, in fact, I would say that I would say businesses in general need to look at churches, at least the ones that know how to brand and market themselves. They should look at churches and ministries because they know how to do it. I mean, think mm. about it. Like, uh, and, I, and Jason, I don't know if this pertains to you, um, but like, there's there's a there's ongoing content all the time, you know, with sermons, there's all, there's asking for money with offerings and tithing and things like, like, so there, there's, there's, it's very similar churches, churches and businesses operate in a similar basis. So it's, I don't think it's quite that different. I think it's similar. But yeah, I agree with that. I'd like to ask Jason, do you feel like you're, so your two pistons that you're talking about, uh, that are operating together, do you feel like a, a, a client or a customer has to choose one or the other 
or do you feel like those products complement each other? Because from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you either sign up and do like a, a an in person group, or you sign up to learn how to talk, like sort almost sort of do your own groups or your own counseling uh, through the course. Am I, am I understanding that right? Or maybe you can clarify that yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, it's it trips up a lot of people. I'm trying to get better at explaining it. So the groups themselves are a recovery group with people who are um, in active recovery. They're maybe in their first right. 30, 90 days. And and those are, a, it's a Christ-based biblical program that we go in and we run those groups. And then this other thing, you know, the course that I'm talking about is an individual having a conversation with someone else about making the decision to quit or making the decision to get into recovery. Okay. So it's one-on-one versus group. And then also the um, in the course that I'm teaching, um, that, that set of skills can be uh, taught to anyone, whether they've had an addiction or not. Sure. Like a cardiologist doesn't need to have had a heart attack to help somebody. Hmm, right. any, any pastor who's got a heart for helping somebody can learn these uh, conversational techniques that will move someone towards getting treatment or stopping on their own. Does that, yeah. does that clarify it? That does clarify it. So, so uh, sort of relating it back to maybe a scenario we see a little more often, this would be similar to like one, one product that serves... Um, clients directly and then one product that maybe uh, teaches other agencies how to work with a client one-on-one um, mm-hmm. in an effective way. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so so they don't necessarily compete, but I, I can see how there can be a little bit of confusion there. And I guess like when you say the one is working fine and the other one, you're not sure how to get off the ground. I just wonder if there's maybe some synergy to be had there where like, um, where like, you know, as you teach these groups, uh, you know, could you could you somehow leverage? I guess what I'm asking is, could you somehow leverage the success you're having with the groups currently into growing? Besides just your 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 personal email list and your friends and family and sort of the people that are familiar with the work you're doing, could you somehow leverage all those groups that are already running and turn them into potential somehow evangelists or beacons for you know? finding the right people for this course. Is, is there any sort of overlap there that would be helpful? Yeah, it's happened to a certain degree. Like one of the groups of people that uh, have gone through the course come from a recovery uh, community that's close by where we live. And they're all people who are on the street, have gone through their uh, this organization's program. They're sober now. And now they're employed by that organization, going out into the streets and talking to mm, people, trying to get them into uh, into into their treatment program. And I've taught those folks how to use these conversational techniques. Um, and then people who in the various uh, group homes or residential treatment centers that we go to, those workers as well could be pot- potential candidates for a course like this. And then people who are doing very well in their recovery and would like to become peer supports to others could potentially do it as well. We've just what I've found in experience is that to take a 7 week course it almost kind of needs to be part of your job mm. or that you're doing this as a full-time full-time or part-time volunteer ministry that mm. folks who are who are busy with recovery or busy with jobs are less likely to take a 7 week course. Okay. 
That makes a lot of sense. Well, okay, so that, that gives us a really, really great background and, and some context for the, the different pieces of your business. Let's dive in here. And this, this fundamentally sounds like a, a marketing episode. Like, a, how, how do I get, you know, you said that in a perfect world, in 12 months, I have this thing sort of on autopilot. People come into it. Uh, someone else does the live portions for it. Uh, but but really, this sounds like a marketing problem to me. Like, I, I you need a steady funnel or pipeline of new customers who are aware of the product, who sign up for the product, and then maybe maybe a little bit of operations and admin on the other side of like figuring out how to get someone someone to um like run the course, run the live portion of the course without you. But but really, I guess why don't why don't you um elaborate a little bit what what marketing questions can we help you with today like what are some hurdles you're facing currently in in your marketing that that you feel like if you could just overcome those you'd have a steady pipeline of new customers for this sure so um to tell you what's what's worked i've done a little bit of facebook advertising and used my okay. email list which has about 500 people on it and word of mouth and then through those things, I ask people to just come to an informational talk and I explain what the course is, give them kind of a little bit of a teaser of what it's like, weed out people who might not be appropriate. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then from there, they make a decision to purchase the course and then we start, right? But each one of those um, kind of iterations that we go through, I get a little bit more nervous about do we have enough people who are going to be interested in taking that introductory course. So for me, I'd like to figure out how, you know, do I, do I expand Facebook advertising? Is there some other form of advertising? How do I, how do I reach the people who might potentially be interested in a course like this? And how do I, and how do I appropriately communicate to them what it is and get them to come to that initial kind of informational session? Yeah, I love that. Mm. I think Clay will have have some good ideas in terms of of some marketing adjustments to make. I, I'll say right now, like whatever we talk about today, it's um it's January at the time of recording, January nineteenth. So you know, approaching the end of January, like now is the time of year. I think when your marketing dollars will go the farthest because people are the most interested in changing, right? Yeah, people people like want to lose weight right now. People want to drop addictions right now. People want to be better at a million different things right now. So so like. I think addiction recovery or or dropping addictions is a huge huge opportunity in January maybe early February so I would say whatever we talk about today I would I would like over index on those marketing tactics to really see if you can move the needle in a big way now Clay mm-hmm. Clay what advice do you have for him uh, in terms of uh, his marketing Yeah uh, just a clarifying question your audience is other pastors correct yeah, it's usually yeah, pastors so. uh, and people who are. Sometimes there's lay people who have a ministry at their church, okay. um, but but who aren't necessarily pastors. And then also um, social workers and people that work in recovery homes. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, well, first of all, I, I like the I, I love the fact that you're using your email list and you uploaded that to, to mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, that's a great retargeting strategy. Um, that a lot of people don't know about. So, like, I would continue doing that. Um, in addition to that, do you have pixels installed on your website? Do you know? No, I don't. Uh, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? I'm familiar with the with the term, 
Um, and I think at one point I even played around with a little bit, but it's not anything that I'm, you know, an expert at. Okay. Uh, it's, 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 it's no, no problem. It's, it's, uh, you can either have your web guy do it. Um, or if you do it yourself, there, there's tons of YouTube videos on how to do this, but basically a pixel, um, if you can install, uh, what's called the Facebook pixel, all the social networks have it. Um, and it's just a piece of code that goes on the back end of your website, and it just allows you to track your website users. The reason I'm bringing this up is because this is another form of retargeting. So in addition to retargeting your email list, you can retarget anyone who has visited your website. So if they have visited your website, they are there for a reason. Um, and you can you can get really sophisticated and retarget the people who only visit a very specific web page. So it could be the landing page of this program that you're trying to sell. So that's something that I would keep like ongoing all the time, even if it's like a dollar a day or five dollars a day, even if it's something just super small, you should always have that running at all times. Well, and to be okay. clear, the the pixel yeah. is the pixel is free, right? So, yes. like the pixel mm-hmm. itself is free, but then yeah, you run you run ads behind it. For example, on our subscription service, Solid Gigs, we have a pixel. We have pixels on all the pages, but we have uh, a campaign running where we only run a certain ad to people who uh, who showed up on the first page, clicked through to the registration page, but didn't complete the registration because they didn't they mm, weren't yeah, pixeled yeah. on the third page, right? So, like. Mm-hmm. It's basically like an abandoned cart kind of situation where we know they were interested enough to click register, <clears throat> register, but they didn't. They weren't interested enough to pay and sign up. And so there's a different kind of messaging that we give to them on Facebook. And Clay's right; we just run that all the time, and it's just capturing anyone who was almost there but didn't quite pull the trigger. And are those yeah. just like a, um, like a picture? Are they videos or what? When you when you retarget them, what are they getting? You can you can do any kind of creative that you mm-hmm. want. So it's it's totally up to you. It's 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 you you can run any kind of um, a picture, a video, um, anything like that 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 can be approved by Facebook. Uh, versus if you were just targeting a cold audience, so the ad doesn't really matter uh, as far as like format. Uh, for retargeting purposes, but you just got to get your messaging right, right? So like, think about what's the reason they're there, just like kind of what Preston was saying. If they visited the landing page, but they did not visit the success page, which means they did not purchase the program, that means then you can send a an advertising campaign that says, hey, we saw you visited this page. How come you didn't check out? You know what I mean. So just make sure the messaging is right. Yeah, right you could you could send them a you could send them a discount code. Like maybe maybe the price oh, was good. a sticking point. You could you could send um, you could just clarify some stuff or or send some testimonials. Like they just need something to like push them over the edge, right? So if they see three other people who said, "I finally kicked my well," sorry, uh, I was gonna I was gonna go with your other product, but uh, I you know. Testimonials of like I was able to this completely transformed how our church works with uh you know works with addiction recovery or something like that right like um that could really push them over the edge and and in terms of yeah in terms of format I'd say experiment with it uh see what works you know where it's where it's a course video seems to make a lot of sense um but you know it, that's just going to take some experimentation if I if I can add one other thought too it feels like. It feels like to me, if you have the funds to do it, it sure would make a lot of sense to hire 
a marketing person that could help you with all of this. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Because there's not only the Facebook pixel and all the technology behind that and the messaging and everything we've talked about so far, but this goes across all platforms. And so, um, yep. you know, it, I think Google could be a huge way to reach a potential audience. Someone Googles, how do I quit smoking? How do I... How do I, I don't know, whatever, whatever the verbiage would be like, how do I stop drinking? How do I, how do I drop drugs? Or I, I don't know, like, I don't know how people are asking about it because I've been blessed enough to not have huge addiction uh, issues in my life. But, but I'm sure people search for those things, especially this time of year. Um, and so you figure out or, or you get a marketer who can help you with Google search and, and say, how can we show up in an ad? Uh, and potentially even retargeting Google as well to where, you know, you're showing up in display ads on other blogs. Like there's just so much opportunity to retarget. I think that could be a really, really big opportunity for you. But it's a huge undertaking. It's not something you just like do in an afternoon, um, mm. especially if you want it set up on autopilot on, on a recurring basis. So it, yeah. I don't know if, if Clay agrees, but I think it could make sense to find someone who could actually move this forward under your direction. I do. Okay. Yeah, I do agree with that. I, I do have to say, though, like retargeting is, in, in my opinion, you're not going to get a huge uptick in sales unless you have the traffic. Like That's true. It's you know, a chicken like, and egg sort of problem, right? Yeah, it's it's like like you should still run it. You should still run it um, ongoing, like just low dollars, like a dollar a day or whatever. Um, but like, 
I'll just tell you a 500 email list is not huge uh, for, mm-hmm. for retargeting purposes. And so mm-hmm. like usually that's up in the thousands for that to be super effective. Um, and so and then also your, your web traffic. Um, kind of a rule of thumb for me is like you have a thousand visitors a month uh, minimum for, for that to, to see anything. Um, that's not to say that you shouldn't do it. Like you should have it going all, at, at all times. But this is just like one strategy you can take advantage of. Yeah. And, and let's, let's not forget too that Facebook lets you run a lookalike audience. And so you could upload that 500-person email list or, or you could get even more specific and upload people who have successfully taken the course. Um, and then you could run a lookalike. So, so Facebook will say, we think these users, for whatever reason, are similar to these other users. You know, you could expand that way, but, but the conversions go down as you do that, obviously. And so, yeah, it does, it does, it does take a lot of tweaking and adjusting and testing. And I don't know, Jason, are we headed in the right direction here? Like, is this helpful? What, what's going yes. on? Uh, yeah, what's that's happening a, over there. Yeah, that's definitely something that I don't have in place. The other thing that you mentioned uh, that I don't have in place is I have not uploaded my email list to Facebook or vice versa. I've got a YouTube channel that's got about 500 viewers. I've got a Facebook channel that has about 500. I've got an email list. But each of those are independent of the other. And there's probably some overlap, but it's not... um, coalesced in any one place. And I didn't even know that you could upload your your email list to Facebook and then use that as an audience to try and find a lookalike audience. So that's new as well. Yeah, and you can do lots of things when you upload your email list to Facebook as well. Like you could run a lookalike audience where, like I said, it, it tries to find similar users. But you could also, like Clay was saying before, you can just target those users. So if if you... Mm-hmm. For example, and, and maybe you want to reconsider like your customer flow, but again, back to my subscription service, um, we users enter their email on the first page before they sign up and pay anything. And so we capture their email um, before they pay. And so we have a running email list of people who were at least interested enough to put their email address in on our homepage. And so we upload that list to Facebook and we, we not only send them follow-up emails to say, hey, we noticed you were sort of interested. Was there a hang-up? Can we help you? But then we also run Facebook ads against it to say, you know, here's some testimonials, here's a discount code, et cetera, et cetera, um, all from that email list. Those are, and those are all like direct, this isn't lookalike that we're talking about. This is like actual <laughs> people and their email addresses. So there's definitely a lot of power in collecting emails and uploading those emails. That could mm-hmm. be part of your strategy too, is to like offer some free stuff that 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 would entice people to enter their email address. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something worth looking at. Yeah. Yep. And I have some yeah, of that stuff good. in place in terms of, you know, a tip sheet or, mm. um, you know, not not a white paper, but similar kind of things where it, just giving people an understanding of what addiction is and and how to approach it. Um, but taking that taking that list and uploading it to Facebook is just and then being able to directly target them is something I haven't done at all. Yeah, you should uh, do it, try it. Um, in addition to that, I, I would go ahead and, uh, again, there's YouTube videos on this, go ahead and upload or go ahead and install all of your pixels for all the other social platforms, whether or not you're going to run ads on there, uh, because at least it will collect data. Mm-hmm. So yep. we're talking like, yeah, like that. Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, like LinkedIn, all of them. 
Mm-hmm. And then you slowly weed out the ones that aren't aren't working or whatever. And and again, you could hire someone to do all this for you. I don't know how how grants work. I know you mentioned you got a grant uh, to actually produce the the course. You know, if you could get a grant to hire a marketing person, boy, I think I think a paid acquisition person could really do some cool stuff with this. It's it's obviously like a a problem. Uh, it's obviously a widespread concern. Something a lot of people need help with. Um, which means there's a lot of people who want to help those people and those people are your customers. And so I think, I think, uh, it's just a matter of like figuring out how can we, for the least amount of ad spend, how can we get in front of them? Um, I think there's also, I don't know if you're interested in like talking through organic stuff or if you really want to stay focused on, on paid acquisition, the organic stuff will take a little bit longer, but I think there's definitely some huge opportunity there. I don't know, Jason, where should we take the conversation from here? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's look at some organic stuff. Because I think, as I mentioned before, people are going to be searching for stuff all the time in this in this area. And so, you know, you could you could either learn some keyword research SEO stuff on your own, although that takes a while to learn and master as well. Or you could hire someone to do it for you. And so, if someone searches, uh, how do I help my how do I help my brother overcome you know whatever addiction, fill in the blank addiction, right? How do I how do I help my cousin stop this addictive behavior? You know, this this would be like an immediate. Y- you provide sort of high level value in a blog post, in a YouTube video. A portion of the course even could be posted on YouTube. Something that really helps, and then and then from there, you just say, if you know, if you want to take this to the next level, if you really want to help that person or that group of people you should take this seven-week course and here's why and here's the value that it'll bring. I just think there's tons of opportunity to to start conversations with people without just immediately pitching them a, a course. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about using like um, Google Google ads or something like that to get when people are searching for something? Well, previously I was talking about that, but now I'm talking about organic search. So instead of paying to get in front of people, you write really great content or you produce really great videos. Uh, and then you rank number one, two, three, four, five in Google when someone searches that. So you know how most of us skip the ads when we're, when we're searching uh-huh. Google. Uh, you would be then in the organic rankings. So you okay. might be number one or number two for... Now, some of those keywords are going to be super difficult. And keyword research and SEO is a whole discipline unto itself. Like I said, it, it can you can work on it for years and years and never master it because everything's constantly changing. And so this might be another area that it might be worth finding someone to help you. But, mm-hmm. but you can produce you know, a blog post or a video that gives that solves a very, very specific problem in this broader scope of what your course solves and then upsell your course afterwards. Gotcha. It's sort of content marketing 101. This is what people when when you hear people talk about content marketing, this is content marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I do have some of that stuff already. I have some videos that talk about specific things uh, and some blog posts as well. Cool. But I think I could get much better at targeting it at what is the specific problem that people are searching for to get more hits on those items and then and then like you said have the have that uh, segue into if they're interested in more. Here's here's the free course, or here's the here's a informational um, orientation session about the course that you can join. So yeah, I think I can improve that quite a bit. Yeah, that that that's uh, you kind of hit it there. So this this also works with your advertising. So think about this. Um, so 
we talked about the retargeting campaign, right? So people mm-hmm. who have already visited your website, like that should always be ongoing, right? Um, so think about like if you have a free downloadable thing or if you put a blog post out there where someone can learn about a certain thing um, and you promote that, right? So promote that piece of content. Uh, and when I say promote, I mean actually run ads behind it and mm-hmm. and target a cold audience. So in Facebook, there, um, there's a way where you can target people who have the title of pastor or whatever the equivalent is. Mm-hmm. And so you can... Uh, it's kind of a two-step process. It's just take this take this high value content that you've written, target it to a cold audience to like pastors. And then those, some of those people are going to click on that content and go visit your website. Well, guess what? Now that they visited your website, they have been pixeled and a retargeting campaign because you're running it at all times is going to target them with another, with a different ad that says, Hey, uh, saw you went to our website, blah, blah, blah. So like, if you want to think of like the organic, like the organic content that you're writing, but then like put a little bit of ads behind it. Like that's how it works with your ad campaigns. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. So on my current website, there's kind of three main places where somebody could land. They could land on, I want to I want to come to a recovery group. Um, they could land on the, I'm a, a recovery homeowner or a treatment facility owner, and I'd like someone to come out and run a group for us. And then they could land on the course page, right? Which is, I'm just somebody who's in the community, runs into people who have addictions, and I want to help help push them towards treatment and sobriety. Mm-hmm. So it, am I diluting my power by having that all on one website and, and having a single blog for all of those? Or is that okay? Or what are your thoughts about that? No, that that's okay. It, it's actually to your advantage to have them separated out because you can run very specific ads depending on which page they visit. Mm-hmm. So okay. if they if they visit the course page, you run an ad that says, "Hey, here's a course ad." If they visit the if they're if they're a recovery center, well, you can run an ad that says, "Hey, recovery center, uh, have you thought about or whatever the programs that we have for this?" So you can make your ads very specific to the web visitor, the, the site. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think too, like uh, you, you could on if you have the same blog for all of those, you could always adjust the offering. Like I would suggest at the end of every blog post, you have an offering. So it's like, if you enjoyed this, then you'll you'll love our seven week course on et cetera, et cetera. Um, You could through, you know, if you're using something like WordPress or whatever the technology you could through, you know, depending on the category of the post, you could put a different offer. So like, you know, you don't you don't necessarily want to have an offer for a seven day course for pastors if someone's there for their own addiction recovery. Like that doesn't doesn't really mm-hmm. make sense, right? So you you may you know you could get really specific if you wanted to, um, depending on how much traffic you get to the blog. Now, if you if you don't get that much traffic, it may not be worth the effort to do that. But over time, if you begin to see a lot of traffic to certain topics, you could definitely have like a custom offer at the at the bottom of each article. You could even just manually put it in for now to test it and say. You know, depending on what they've read, they might be more interested in one product or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah I, I think it, I think it would be advantageous to you to go find 
a uh, a a good course on Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a million of them out there, so do your research. But yeah. I, I I think it would be really uh, good for you to 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 take a course on Facebook ads, or or what Preston said, uh, even better if you could, if you have the budget for it to hire somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know, it definitely can happen. And so I know that's like, like we don't have a budget for it now, but if if you yeah. make these needs known to people, um, sometimes those dollars appear, and yeah, mm-hmm. we've yeah. also done an episode where we talked about um, creating your own marketing budget from scratch, where this could be applicable. I'll be sure to link that in the show notes, and I'll send you a copy as well, Jason. But the mm-hmm. the short version is this: uh, basically, you set up like we talked about, like uh, some sort of lead magnet, but instead of it being free, so like maybe it's a free, uh, you know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, what I don't want to do is like, um, is make addiction sound trite or, or, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want addiction to sound like, like doing your makeup or something, right? Like, yeah, I understand or you're selling rope, soap on a rope or something. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's like, I understand it's very sensitive and I'm not, uh, as connected in that world. So I apologize if I offend anybody. This isn't, that is not my intention. But I, but you could do something like, uh, a very simple, like, you know, 10 days to some result. I, w- I won't say, I won't say like, I guess what it would be, but, but like 10 days to accomplish something, right? Or, or 30 days to accomplish something in your addiction, right? And it, and it may not be what your full course uh, offers, obviously, because it's going to be a small, but it, but it adds enough value that someone would pay a dollar or $2 or $5 for it. Or it's like, it's like 10 questions to ask when uh, someone from your church comes to you with with uh, oh, an addiction yeah. or something, right? Like, oh, that's yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Whew, I got one. <laughs> so, <laughs> you didn't offend anybody, so <laughs> that's good. There you go. <laughs> uh, I I love I love just as a side note that you're doing this kind of work, and I I find it so valuable, and I've seen it in other people's lives for sure, and so I just I yeah I just I want to support it, and I don't want to offend, so this is good. But but you could do yeah ten questions to ask uh, to help. You know, someone who comes to me with with addiction problems, right? And and then a pastor might pay a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars for something like that, um, a little ebook or a little video, like a mini video course that's just an hour long or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then guess what? As soon as as soon as so, then you run ads to that to, and and if you as long as you spend less on ads than you make on that product, then you can spend the remainder of that revenue to promote your bigger product. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like you're sort of it's sort of a self-generating marketing budget. You have to start out with a little bit, but then after a while, you're just reinvesting from that smaller product in order to sell the bigger product. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Bootstrapping it and starting yeah, yeah. Exactly. small and building. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of uh bootstrap, I know uh, we were talking about organic methods and I think I steered us away from that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so unlike you, because oh, you're yeah, the organic I guy. I don't know. I, I do have a couple ideas on the organic stuff if if we if we want to go back there. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So I I think um and this is something I've said on on previous episodes, but I think I think it would be and, and this will take you a little bit of time to develop and maybe you have these relationships already. I don't know. Um, but it's basically business development. So um if you can try to form relationships with with organizations or people who have a strong influence over a group of uh, the people you're trying to trying to reach, that is 
that is powerful. So like imagine, um, like I and I have forgive me for my ignorance. I don't I don't know how how uh, churches or ministries operate like just behind the scenes. Um, but like imagine if if there was an organization who has like a ten thousand uh, email list of like all these churches and ministries. Like how powerful would that be? And and all you had to do was form that one relationship with that person who who owns that list. Mm-hmm. And so if you form that kind of relationship with a person like that, and then they feel like they trust you enough to promote you to mm-hmm. their list, to their audience, like that is super powerful. And if you can get like three, four, five of those types of relationships, you will have endless amount of, of uh, people coming on your website. Yeah, I think that's, that's an under... Um, utilized tool that I have. For instance, in our in our church body, we've got district presidents that are a fellow pastors, but they get their people in their district together for conferences and trainings and all that kind mm. of stuff. And you know, I have those people's emails, and I could reach out to them, mm. but I haven't formed one on one relationships with them. And so, yeah, I think yeah. that's a really good idea to reach out yeah. to them. Provide some value to them. Explain what we do, exactly, and, and then um, and then have them be disseminators of whatever I send out via email or whatever. You know, you know what would be good. You said it yourself. Provide some value to them because that's what you want to do before you go and pitch anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if go and brainstorm before you reach out to these people. Go brainstorm different ways that you can you can provide value to them. Um, and then that is going to be your initial thing that you talk to him about with no ask in return. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't know, for example, um, maybe you want to feature them on in a blog on your website, like that helps get a little bit of exposure to them. Mm -hmm. Um, that doesn't take you much effort and, and hardly any money. And so, uh, that could be an example, but th- there's there's numerous ways that you can provide value first, and then uh, you know, kind of go with your gut. If you feel like that relationship is kind of there, then then you like bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like right off the top of my head, I think those ten questions is something that's super valuable. The other thing is we have our online group for people that are struggling with addictions, and then we have access to other people around the country that have online groups. So I think that would be something that just let them know about, right? I mean, that's a good thing just to let them know about and and open the door so that they know who I am. They know they can contact Mm -hmm. me if they have issues. And then also pastors contact me all the time when somebody's come to them and disclosed an addiction and they're like, what do I do? And just letting people know, I welcome those calls. Mm. Please call me when that happens. I'd be happy to walk you through that. Um, So I think maybe just calling those people and letting them know about some of those that those things are available, those are free. Just mm-hmm. want you to know who I am. Put me in your electronic Rolodex. Yeah, I love that. I, I mean, this would this would take some scaling up and some budget, probably. But how cool would it be if you had either like a phone line or a chat module or something where pastors knew that if they had a question mm. about someone who comes to them about addiction and and they don't know how to answer their questions or they don't know where to send them or or how to help them they can come to you or whatever the brand is or or whatever you decide it you know it is 
mm-hmm. they just ask like, here's what they said. What do I, what do, I do? You know, that yeah. could be huge value add that could then lead to, um, it seems like a very natural segue to me. Like if you help yeah, them yeah. once and then you're like, oh, and if you'd like to not have to contact me every time you have a question, because I know some, yeah. you know, it takes us a day to get back to you or whatever. If you want to be able to just master this on your own, here's this course. And yeah, um, yeah I, I just think that could be really, really powerful. I think I'm also thinking, take those, take all of those questions and those are all blogs, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Help oh, me. Yeah, let, sure. you know, uh, my, my elder just confessed he's, his hands are shaking when he doesn't have a drink, you know, or whatever they yeah. come to me, whatever their issue is, those are now blog entries as well that provide some tips and helpful advice along the way. Yeah, 100%. And those, those blog posts that you write can become uh, smaller pieces that, that you aggregate into like these lead magnets we're talking about too, right? <laughs> so you don't yeah. have to duplicate the work. You don't have to make stuff from scratch necessarily. You can say, well, I've been blogging about this thing for a year now. I can take my 10 best things on such and such topic and make a small ebook and I can email it out for free to people or I can whatever. Um, yeah. Capture email addresses. Like there's just a lot of opportunity to for crossover there. Mm-hmm. I think guys, we've got just a few minutes here, but I, I wanted to rapid fire a couple, a couple other ideas and then Clay, if you have any to rapid fire and Jason, we can end with any last minute questions. Is that okay? I got a sure. couple. Yeah, okay. sounds good. So let me rapid fire a couple I've been thinking through and we kind of touched on it, but Facebook groups. I know there are tons and tons of Facebook groups for pastors and for addiction recovery centers and things like that. And so um, getting in there and even just searching in the group, the, the keyword addiction and answering questions as they come up, you could like sort of become in those groups an expert on addiction recovery, right? So we kind of touched on that a little bit, but I think specifically find, going out and searching new groups that you're not familiar with even that may not be church related you know there might be other you know local aa groups or whatever like you could you could become an expert in some of those groups on addiction addiction recovery i think non digital stuff we've talked a ton about digital stuff i know there are conferences for pastors and and for just like uh nonprofit groups that help in addiction recovery you could attend mm-hmm. conferences network with people you could even offer to speak at a conference um, mm, to provide some big. expertise Yep, doing that this weekend. Oh, awesome. Great. Yeah, yep. so I think obviously coming out of the pandemic, hopefully maybe one day we'll come out of the pandemic. There will be a lot of opportunity for conferences as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then direct mail seems like a really obvious choice to me. That's expensive, mm-hmm. but man, those can pay off too. But, it, you know, getting okay. lists of, of churches and uh, it just seems like that's a lot easier than sometimes. Sometimes we get people who their target audience is like, you know, medium businesses with five employees. And, you know, it's like you can't, you can't get a mailing list around that. That's oh, wow. really hard. But a mailing list for churches is, seems okay. pretty straightforward. So, yeah, that's one I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. So I, I think that could be, could be helpful. And, and I don't know, you know, if pastors look at their mail, but I would assume as things come in, uh, they may even have people that look at them. You would know better how that all works. But, um, yeah. Just do the I, packaging I a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, make, it, well, make it really go, big or make it really yeah. interesting or go go sorry, look go at your own go look at your own <laughs> mail. Uh, just you personally, as a as a as a you know as a, someone who's receiving mail, look to see what pieces of mail you actually open and what you don't, and just mimic what what the good ones are. Mm. Gotcha. So, yeah, usually like the good ones are like they come in a, a, a eight and a half by eleven envelope or you know it's not like a postcard you know what i mean like it's super easy to go postcard route because it's super inexpensive um but 
people just toss those in a recycle bin. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, I got a couple ideas. A couple more. Yeah. That- Bring them. Let's hear All them. Right. So, um, one, you know, these may or may not cost you money. Um, you can definitely do these organically. They'll take longer. But uh, one of them is uh, podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, and, and I'm talking about both being a host, but also being mm-hmm. a guest. Oh, a guest. Uh, That's such a more, good idea. More importantly, a guest because... Uh, people say, okay, like go do your own podcast, but there's a lot of work in that. You're you're promoting mm-hmm. your own podcast to get in front of audience. I mean, it's the same thing. You're having to promote. Uh, promoting a podcast is like promoting your own business. It's the same kind of process. Mm-hmm. But if you are a guest on other people's podcasts, then okay. you're getting exposure to other audiences that that don't know who you are. Now, this can be difficult. Because like you may not know like okay well, whose podcast do I should can I get on and how do I get on there? That again that it, organically you got to develop those relationships. Um, you can also it does exist. There are podcast booking services where where a, a service will book yep. you as a guest. We hear from podcasts way too often. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're out there. Just make sure okay. that they book you on the right podcast. But yeah, man, like uh, like self help podcasts. Even yeah. there's tons of those. Self improvement. Uh, all all of those. Like dropping addiction is a huge thing for a lot of people. Even if yeah, yeah. even if it's not you know the obvious ones we think about. So yeah. And then uh, the kind of the last idea I have is good old fashioned sales. And so I think you're selling your course low enough. To where someone, you or someone else, could just straight up just find a list of uh, 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 churches or ministries or organizations that might might benefit from the course to just straight up cold email these mm-hmm. these people or cold call um, or whatever you're comfortable. Yeah, with. yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a numbers game, and I think it's I, you are priced low enough to I think some people will bite. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, we've done that actually with getting into the recovery groups. We've got um, oh, nice somebody that helps us cold call different uh, treatment centers. There so you we go. probably utilize that person even. Yeah, yeah, cool. So you've got some resources there. Well, Jason, before we uh, wrap this up, why don't you tell everyone where they can find what you're working on so they can check it out for themselves? Sure. Uh, our website is www.restinjesus.org. And um, the name of the organization is Resilient Recovery Ministries. So we've got a YouTube channel that has informational videos and people's stories as well, if people are interested in that. Jason, thank you so much for coming on the show today. uh, And thank you for the good work that you're doing. Uh, We wish you the best of luck. And hopefully we can check in in a little while, see how some of these ideas have panned out for you. Yeah, this was great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Have a great day. Thanks, Clay. You too. See ya. Bye. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.